1: It's essentially a plant-based
2: plastic that is heat-fused to polyester. Polyester is naturally flame-retardant. It's pretty stain-resistant. The film that we use, it doesn't ever get
0: clammy. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Well, hey guys, welcome back. So all month long, I'm interviewing the founders and leaders of some of my favorite female-run feeding companies. We've taken a look at the people behind the brands and the products that we use for feeding our babies every day. So, today I'm really excited to be joined by Kelsey Larson. She's the owner and president of Bapron Baby. Now, Bapron makes baby led weaning bibs. They're basically a hybrid between a bib and an apron, thus, the name Bapron. So, Kelsey's gonna be joining us today to talk about why she decided to build a better bib than what was out there, the whole process that she went through from literally sewing the bibs by hand, by herself, and selling them one by one on Etsy to running a much bigger operation these days. But she is still at the heart of it. She's actually like in the middle of her warehouse when we were doing this interview. It was really cool. So the Bapron product line includes their Baprons, but also they have splash mats, which I think are essential. They're these large mats. It's uh, made out of the same material as the Bapron. You put them underneath your baby's high chair for baby led weaning. They really help minimize food waste as well as the mess. So both the Baprons and the splash mats, they're made out of this really unique waterproof material Kelsey's going to describe a little bit about that. It's very unusual in the sense that there's no other bib made out of this type of material, but also so durable. I know we use vaporins every day in my house for my seven little kids. I have since I started baby led weaning. Some of the bibs, like the more favorite ones that they fight over, um, I know we've used like more than a thousand meals with one bib and they're still like holding up as good as the day we got them. So I really admire the work Kelsey and her team are doing to help promote independent feeding. We'll be chatting a little bit about that. She's also going to share a few design features that were surprised to me. I didn't realize they were there. I think you might be surprised as well. If you want to check out any of the Bapron baby products, my code Katie10 works for 10% off at Vaporinbaby.com. I am an affiliate for Vaporin. It's actually the only bib I use for my own children and in my feeding practice. And I think after hearing from Kelsey and learning about her business and her bib and the product design process, you'll also be a fan if you're not already. So. With no further ado, I want to introduce you to Kelsey Larson, the owner and president of Bapron Baby. Well, hi, Kelsey. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So, all this month, we're doing a series on female-led feeding companies. I had to have you come on because I know you started Bapron Baby out of like a need and a necessity. And I was just wondering if you could tell us your story about what inspired you to create your company, Baper and Baby. Yeah.
2: I love that you're doing that. First of all, just supporting moms, supporting women, supporting entrepreneurs. They think they really started out of the necessity. I mean, how many companies are started that way? My little boy was about a year old. He was getting really active at the the table at his high chair and he did not like anything around his neck. I couldn't get him to wear ties at church. He didn't want to wear a you know, high neck
0: shirt. Oh, well, I can't believe a one-year-old didn't want to wear a tie at church. Right. <laughs> Go figure. So I went on
2: Facebook and asked my friends, Hey, what do you guys do? My kid won't wear bibs. I've tried literally everything. And we got about 10 different people telling me, Oh, we just fit, we feed our kid naked. We just
0: take his clothes off.
2: And I thought to myself, this is, I mean, if you're home and you're, Whatever, like who who doesn't wear the pajamas? But if it's cold,
0: house? that's also an issue. Yeah.
2: And we're, you know, we're going out to Red Lobster or we're not that that's like the fanciest of restaurants, but you're in public and it feels exactly us. And i have a little bit of sewing history. I don't know if they like I'm a seamstress by any means, but I, my mom taught me how to make quilts in high school. And so I had some extra fabric lying around and I thought I could make something that ties around his body instead of his neck. That seems like I could figure that out. And apron baby was born.
0: Okay, what does apron mean? Okay, so it's, <laughs> it's so dorky. I thought about calling it a bib for the longest time. No, but then you would just be another bib. Yes, That's
2: what I love I'm about competing it. Competing with all these bibs and how many massive companies sell bibs. Everybody. So it's a bib apron hybrid. I love it. A pinafore style product designed for the same use that a bib is designed for, but it's a totally different,
0: totally different gig. It's totally different. Like I remember when I first got into infant feeding, Dawn from Easy Peasy, who I do a lot of work with, turned me on to you. And she's like, no, like, you know, from a sensory experience for some kids, like I know personally, I run, I don't like crew neck shirts up in my business. Like, and then can you imagine if you're trying to learn how to swallow and suck and breathe and swallow and sit at the same time and something's literally like choking you off this like hard piece of silicone or the ones that they tie so tight. So I remember being like, okay, I'll give this a go. And then it was like, this is genius. Like the whole design is genius. So For people who are listening, can you kind of describe what a Bapron bib looks like?
2: Yeah. Okay. So a Bapron is designed for the infant, for the child. Most bibs are designed for the parents, the caretakers. The shirt stays clean. The outfit stays tidy. The meal stays off their face. Things get wiped up clean. The Bapron is more designed for movement. There aren't sleeves. Their arms can move freely. They can reach together. They can open their arms wide. They can reach down. They can reach up. And there's nothing keeping their neck from looking down and moving around. It's it fits like a shirt on the front and then it ties around the back so that there's nothing in the way and they can't take it off if they wanted to in a you know quick fit of- That is
0: the one feature for parents that I love. Like, uh. it, I love that it doesn't tie around their necks, not all up in their neck, but it does it basically ties behind their shoulder blades. So younger babies can't rip it off, which is another problem that they do with the other bibs. So it's it makes them feel kind of snug and secure but you're not interfering literally with their swallowing mechanism.
2: Yeah. And I will say the part of the apron that I'm the most proud of is the amount of work we found to really perfect the fabric. I did so much research getting just the perfect material that was both soft and breathable, but waterproof. I mean, I think I melted three different bibs <laughs> in my dryer while trying to find, you know, just testing out fabric swatches. This is waterproof and feels kind of soft, wash it, dry it. My inside of my dryer because you can't machine wash a lot of that waterproof
0: stuff. And the fabric is that was the thing when I saw your bibs, I'm like, okay, these are cool, cool design. And you sent me a bunch of them when my quadruplets were starting baby led weaning. And what was so different about them at that point, I had bought like all the cheapies from Amazon that are literally plastic and you can't put in the dryer. And like, I'm so sorry, but three meals a day times four babies, I'm not washing 12 bibs. You can create like with the with the your entire mats.
2: house with like <laughs> air. Or the inside of bibs. your dryer,
0: exactly, because they were like <laughs> sticking. You're right. But that material, what I love about it is that. The paper materials you can rinse them underneath the faucet, wring it out, put it on the drying rack, and it's ready for the next meal. And I was like, I'm not doing 12 bibs every single day. I don't even have that much money to buy all those bibs. Like to not have to launder them every single day, but or every single meal rather, but yet to use a whole bib for the day. Like, and they air dry so nice. Like the material is, it's like magical. I was going to ask you, is that like a proprietary blend or like what's it even called? Because it's, I don't know how you describe it.
2: Yes, it is a. It's essentially a plant based plastic. That is heat fused to polyester. Polyester is naturally flame retardant. It's pretty stain resistant, and the film that we use, it doesn't ever get clammy. One fun little pro tip is that if you don't have an actual drying rack, I know some people just don't do hair drying. Get a uh, command strip or a little command hook. Stick it to the back of your high chair and just hang it on the hook.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. All right, just even with um, if you guys are using like the a lot of our audience uses the trip trap chairs or the Nomi chairs. I would just take the paper and shoulders and kind of wrap it around and air dry them on each kid's chair just so we could remember whose was whose, but they kind of have their favorite prints. And that's another thing I love about your company is that the prints are really like appealing. So for me as a parent, I don't want primary colored CRAP all over the place all the time. Like I get sick of all that like baby stuff, but I love that you have just plain solid ones too. That's actually the first products that I started ordering from you were just the plain colored bibs because my kids are color coded, but I didn't like, I wanted them to have like their own bibs, but not like obnoxious patterns. Your patterns are not obnoxious. They're beautiful. But thank you for just having plain colored stuff.
2: You know, I have to give my husband credit for our minimalist line. He is the most minimalist person I've ever met in my life. I don't think he has a shirt that has any writing or any designs on it. He just goes solid colors. And when we were designing a lot of these first patterns, he was like, Kelsey, why don't you just do like black and gray? Yeah. And blue. I was like,
0: (laughs) not a bad idea, Chris. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. I think the patterns are really cool too. Like, I like some of the partnerships you guys have done. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit about like the patterns because clearly a lot of thought goes into them.
2: Yeah. So one of my very first customers back when I was on Etsy hand sewing with just the most basic of patterns had me in a poster for a little boy wearing this apron. And I was so excited someone had actually purchased something from me. And then I looked on her feed and I saw all these amazing surface design, like these cute fish that she had drawn and a bear. And I was like, hold on, do you make, I knew nothing about surface design. And he actually Drew out for me. I'm sure whatever it was that I paid her wasn't enough, but she drew out for me our first three or four custom patterns, and she's been with us ever since.
0: Oh my gosh! What's your favorite pattern that you have?
2: I, think I really, I really, it's so hard because I'm a boy mom, so yeah, I tend to like want the boyish stuff. But Peachy Dreams is really Peachy Dreams is
0: so cute. My little daughter Claire wears that one. I love it. Oh, just oh, it's just yummy. Love it. I love the llamas the llamas are always out of stock because they're so cute but like i have like it's my favorite one they're being discontinued what why llamas are amazing it's just one of those things as we've had them for
2: so long and we have so many cute prints coming in i
0: know oh i got it you guys heard it here stock up on your llamas (laughs) the llama bib is so cute but i also like appreciate that you have a lot of gender neutral products too like i know that's a direction that a lot of clothing and apparel companies are going for kids i mean there's options that parents want floral pink and you know Monster trucks, but like my girls wear the monster truck ones, my boys wear the flower ones. Like who cares? Okay, so explain the difference in the sizing because I know this is confusing for parents sometimes.
2: So the toddler size—it's so funny how some people will call a six-year-old a toddler just because they're, they seem so little, they seem so cute to us. I still
0: call them babies right. I like, know,
2: right? The sizing really is toddler. You know, you, they start walking, they start being a little bit more—they start being a little more independent when they're two or three. So, the toddler size fits from as early as four, five, six months. We have six months on the package because that's usually what feeding therapists like yourself recommend. Baby led weaning begins about that age up to size 3T. We don't say three years old because a three year old and a five year old can be the exact same size. The five year old could be smaller than a two year old. So, we go by clothing size 3T. The preschool size is more of the three to five year old range. The sizing is a little bit less restrictive. And honestly, I have. 18 month old babes that like the larger size because they're a little stockier. And I have five year olds that are real slender and they still like the toddler size. So there's a, there's quite a bit of overlap between the two sizes.
0: And my audience, I always just remind them because sometimes they're like, well, where's the baby one? Oh, I don't buy these until they're older. No, the six month-old one is the toddler one that you buy for when you're starting solid foods with baby lead weaning. And I'm not a feeding therapist, but my friends who are in feeding therapy actually all use your products because of, you know, the design features that you mentioned that allow the child to have that free range of motion that they need because eating is not just about getting the food in their mouth and staying off of their shirt. It's about the gross and the fine motor skills and learning how to feed yourself. And I really have take issue with a lot of these new types of kind of tent style or canopy bibs that are coming out that are literally like putting your kid in the equivalent of a straitjacket to eat. They don't have the range of motion. And it's just the perfect example of those baby feeding products that are designed for parents and not designed for the baby. So I really appreciate your design that you guys have stuck by it. I think it's tried and true. And I know you see feeding therapists all over the world using your products.
2: Yeah. It really is a difficult conversation to repeatedly have when people keep asking for sleeves. They want sleeves, they want more coverage, they want pockets. And there isn't one teeny tiny little part of the vapen that hasn't been thought through. How many kids do you work with that pack? all of their little goodies into their little pockets. Thank you for
0: not making more pockets. Like I don't need more pockets or places for kids to put stuff. Also it's gross because food gets caught there. And
2: that's the biggest thing. The same thing with the sleeves. I know there's some kids that are happy to wear sleeves. They don't care if it wrinkles, it crackles, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of kids that that is just enough of a distraction that they start looking at their sleeve, their cute polka dot sleeve and their crunchy fabric, instead of just focusing on the work in front of them.
0: Okay. Let's talk about the splash mats because I was just looking at pictures. So at the time of recording this, we're coming up on Easter. And so I remember when my quads were doing baby led weaning, we had an infant feeding table and I would look at splash mats and I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to pay for that. Like, that's silly. I'll just use like reusable tablecloths. So the first one I used was this Easter egg one. And it was like so colorful, again, totally distracting to the kids because they were always dropping the food and then looking down at it. But I remember like you put that thing in the dryer three times. Game over. Yes. Game over. It was just like shrink up. And then we tried I'm not joking. I even ordered like restaurant grade mats from Amazon. Cause I was like, the goal is not to prevent the mess with feeding. Right. But to minimize the mess. And I'm like, this is like destroying me. That I have to do this three plus times a day. It wasn't until I discovered your splash mats that I was like, oh, it's the same exact material as the vaprin. And they're huge. So I have twins after my quads. We always use one of your splash mats under two high chairs. Oh, so for twins, like it a, works on an angle. I love yep. That. And then for the quads, I would just do two. So the best thing about those two is they're the same material so they pack down so flat so like if you're going to someone else's house and you're worried about the mess I always just pack it in my diaper bag spread it out let the kids eat on that fold it up and like isn't you're it's taking so the mess nice with you.
2: how small they pack up to be
0: they they're like they're so small exactly because some of the other ones I'm like now I need a second diaper bag for my you know reusable tablecloth that doesn't even wash or dry so I love the splash mats. I think they're an awesome size too. They're a really good value because sometimes people are like, what are they? $30 or $40? Like they're...
2: So our solid splash mats are $36.95. Okay. We tried to go with an option. It's the easiest way for us to cut costs is to simplify the patterns to just yeah. be solids, And then the prints, still a great value. They're
0: $39.95. They are. And I know there's cheaper ones out there, but cheaper ones I've used... I tried every single brand, obviously, and they they all disintegrate. I, they're, or they're, they're made out of plastic, so you can't put them in... In the dryer, which to me is key. I'm not gonna hand wash my kids' splash mats. So,
2: yeah, I don't hand wash much in my life. And that was a really important component was that it would be easy to wash and easy to use and easy to transport. Cause every time we have a picnic, even in our backyard, we have astroturf. We're here in Arizona, so nobody has real grass. And we'll lay down a splash mat, we'll make a mess on our little picnic, hold it up, throw it in the washing machine. And there's no mess anywhere along the stage of eating the washing.
0: And for the splash mats, uh, we actually use them a lot in our photo shoots. I like your solid color splash mats. And so half the time people will be like, you know, you're trying to explain a concept about feeding and they'll be like, what's that thing underneath the high chair? I was like, this is a paper and baby splash mat. You absolutely have to have it. But it's something I recommend for everyone for starting solids because you don't want the mess to be so overwhelming that parents give up. But also, please just remember, it's not your job to prevent the mess, but you can have the right tools to help minimize the mess. So I think your bib, which I used to call a full coverage bib, but we actually stopped calling it that because of these tent style contraption bibs. So I like the pinafore style. I think I'll start using that. And I always call it a baby led weaning bib. It was designed for baby led weaning. Baby led weaning promotes independent feeding and your bib is designed to do that. So tell us a little bit more about like the design features because you said every single feature of it has been really well thought out, but what are we missing when we just look at the bib?
2: The sleeves themselves, when people put it on, sometimes I'll have customers tell me that it's too tight across the chest. The angle of which the ties, imagine it tied in the back, by rotating back the, the shoulder area, the sleeves, if you will, it opens up the chest and you can tie it a little more loosely in the back for a kid with a bigger rib cage or a little bit thicker child. For the really skinny, teeny, I don't know, if, I hate the word skinny, but a really petite infant tying it completely tight and then pulling it flat, it gives them a little bit more of a narrow rib cage. We, we advertise that it grows with your child and that, that rotation is really how it's able to do that. Because as they grow and their rib cage gets bigger and wider and their body gets longer, it shifts forward or back. And then that bowl area, if you will, that kind of lays down and they can take anything that they drop off.
0: And I do like the ties I was thinking about. It. So the favorite bib in our house, my favorite is the the peachy dreams, but the cookies and milk one is like the one my kids fight over. So all seven of my kids wear bibs. They're six and under. But like if I'm doing breakfast by myself in the morning, like I need to get them dressed first and then feed them. So like I'm not, they cannot get food all over their uniforms for school. So I'll make them wear a apron, and people on Instagram are like, "Aren't your kids a little old for bibs?" And I was like, "Uh, do you want to come over to my house and do the Have laundry with like, apron?" <laughs> exactly. So the preschooler one is awesome because even my six year old will still use it because she and they just like kind of go for it. They pick their own, but they fight over cookies and milk, which we've had for since the surprise sale last year. So I realized we've used it three times a day for over a year, like literally a thousand wears for one bib, and it like looks as good as the day we got it. Whereas like my other bibs, when I used to use other ones, I you just throw them out after like a month. You know, it's such a waste.
2: Absolutely. One thing too, that I was just, as we were talking, thinking about is with the splash mats, I find that a lot of parents, when something falls, I think it was my husband too, something falls, the parent looks down. It's a distraction to them and mealtime kind of stops. They pick it up. They wipe off the mess, talk about, oh, don't spill that. But by having the splash mat, even my self proclaimed clean freak of a husband, he'll just let it go. And he's staying eyes up, interacting with our little boy and it's not a distraction for something to fall on the, the splash mat because you just know you pick it up 30 seconds later.
0: So I mentioned the surprise sale, which is one of my favorite things that Baper and Baby does. And I want to know more about the business because I feel like now, like, like when I'm interviewing you, I'm lo- you're in your warehouse, like I'm looking at your warehouse. And I just picture like the people that work in your warehouse, like closing their eyes and just like randomly picking stuff. Like how does the surprise there sale work? There is
2: so much more heart that goes into these surprise sales. It's so fun. The girls enjoy hacking the surprise sale as much as our customers enjoy picking out which surprise they want there's a lot of times that we'll notice that someone's from, I don't know, someone who's from Arizona, more often than not, we'll get a cactus print. Just little things that we see, they purchased three of the Eric Carl caterpillar prints, and then they wanted a surprise one. And we might just throw in the fourth one, just, you know, little fun things like that. But I find that the surprise sale gives people who maybe didn't want to take that initial jump into paying. I mean, it's a $20 bid. Most people don't buy $20 bibs.
0: Yeah. They buy five, $10 bibs and throw them all out. So exactly.
2: So it's a good way. It's kind of like a, we call it our portal drug or, or a gateway gateway drug. That's the word. And it's just (laughs) enough to get people to try it out. You know, it's on sale for $14.95. How could we not? Let's just get one. And I cannot tell you how often I get emails about people saying, okay, so I know the sale's over, but can I, can I maybe get a couple more surprise aprons? Because I really wish I had gotten six or seven or
0: eight. So tell me, Kelsey, how did you go from being like an Etsy operation to a full-blown like e-commerce business?
2: Oh, goodness. You know, when we started, I didn't know what Etsy was. I had a friend tell me, hey, you should sell that online. Again, same story we've heard so many times. But within 24 hours of me listing this on Etsy, it sold. Made it, sold it, tried to make some sort of a packaging. And then the snowball effect hit where the next day I sold one. And then three days later, I sold three in one day. And that Christmas, I sold 15 in one day. And then all of a sudden, I'm selling enough that I'm like, hey, we could maybe have a standalone business and buy it in to Amazon. What if we sold on Zulily? What if we... And we kind of diversified in that sense.
0: So you're kind of self-taught as far as the marketing goes. Oh, absolutely.
2: Shoot. I don't think there is anyone out there who just can't figure out how to do an online business.
1: Yeah, it's good and bad, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think like, especially for me,
0: I know like my audience, primarily the majority of them come from Instagram and seeing really is believing. Every single kid I repost in my stories is, well, I only repost babies who are shown feeding in a safe environment. So I don't, actually don't repost naked babies because it also just feels weird to repost someone's naked child. Um, but that is, it can be a really negative sensory experience for a child. And again, that's the parents being concerned about the mess over maybe the baby's ability to be comfortable when they're eating. But I always share pictures of kids with bibs in it. You're probably like, "Stop tagging me!" I tell you guys, I never, never. Stop I love tagging. it. I think seeing really is believing because you're like, "Oh, that bib is kind of different. What's that called?" So I think naming it from Bib is like the best thing because it's a different type of bib. Everything else kind of sounds the same, but you really have a unique product that's really revolutionizing infant feeding because it is developmentally appropriate and it is something that, you know, it is a little bit more on the expensive side. But I think in the long run, like you end up saving money when you buy quality products, when you invest in things that your kid is going to do every day, they're going to eat three times a day. It's like parents complaining about a $300 high chair when they just bought a $1,200 stroller. I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) This high chair, if you buy the right one, you will have until your child is 13 or 14 years old, three meals a day, do the math on that. It's like pennies over the, you know, but again, some every family values different things. But I think as far as quality bibs go, like you're definitely the only one out there. So we love you and continue to support you. And I I can imagine Instagram has been a fair amount of your marketing budget and efforts. Instagram
2: has been everything. I have a fun confession that we don't pay for marketing like ever. Instagram was my very first obvious, hey, these people don't already know me. They're just coming up on me. I need to pay more attention to Instagram. And it was early. Obviously, algorithms are always changing. I think that may have been the reason, now that I'm thinking about it, why I switched away from Etsy. I was looking over some like numbers and some statistics on Etsy, and I was finding that almost none of my traffic came from Etsy. So I was just paying them for the privilege of
0: bringing my own customers to them. Yeah. I'm doing free uh, brand awareness for Etsy.
2: Right. Right. It was one of those, like you said, it's genius to call it a vapor. It wasn't initially. Initially, it was really hard to have this made up word. And I'd go to these markets and they'd be like, hey, this is Bapron Baby. They'd go, what?
0: Yeah, but then, but now you're talking to them, like, right? Like now you're explaining it. You're telling your story. Oh, it's a bib? And an apron. It's a hybrid bib. Okay. So, and on your website, you have the Bapron Bibs in the toddler and the preschool size. You have the splash mat. Everything comes in solid colors or the amazing prints. What other products do you carry on your site? And how did you come to partner with those brands?
2: So there's a few, collaboration has always been really big for me, whether it was collaborating with another handmade shop early on to teach me how to, I don't know, how to do a story on Instagram. There was some really basic things that I needed to learn. And then when it came to growing and expanding and having a warehouse and employees, it was a really awesome experience for me. I actually reached out to Lindsay Lorraine from Easy Peasy. She's the founder of that amazing company. I love Lindsay. I can't say enough good things about her, but I sent her an email on Christmas Eve asking her a few questions about her experience on Shark Tank.
0: Oh, she shares very openly about her experience on Shark Tank. She did our interview. Yeah.
2: Oh, I need to watch that one. Honestly, it was was so shocking to me that someone with so much importance in this category would even take the time to listen or read and then respond so quickly on Christmas Eve day. So from that moment, we started talking about, well, what if we Brought in these brands. I'm not going to try and rip off. It means she sells brilliant products,
0: like a. Which everybody tries to rip off.
2: Yeah. Like products that I use in my own home. I want to sell those products and I don't want to compete with them. I want to support them. And it started turning into a back and forth. You know, they sell our products on their website, we sell ours, and everybody wins. And there's a few other brands that we've done that. Honestly, the mealtime favorites category in our website is full of products that I use in my own home. That's
0: what I love. I'm like, I like your bibs. Like I never had heard of the kitty cutter training knives. And I've tried literally every knife under the sun. It's the only one that cuts food and not your finger. And like, it's available on the Bapron Baby website. Mm -hmm.
2: We actually are just, they are in the middle of re-innovating their blade. So the $12.95 price point that we've got on our knives, it's almost to be no more. The price is going to have to go up a little. They're still... I mean, they're going to
0: be great blades either way. And so if you go to the Babe From Baby website, there's the mealtime favorites, which I was like, I love your bibs and your splash mats. So anything else you like, it's like, I've been listening to all this stuff about like influence versus influencers. And it's like your influence of, you make a quality product, so there's not going to be not quality products that you're recommending. And I was like, gosh, I've never seen a knife like that. So I kind of really got into the knives because I found them on your website and everything on her website. If you guys are interested, baby.com, you can get 10% off with the code katie 10 So obviously check out the Bapron products, but the mealtime favorites is really cool. And that the gift pack of the mini mat from easy peasy with the Bapron baby bib is like my go-to. I always do a first food set from easy peasy plus the mini mat with Bapron baby bundle. That's if there's a sale, it's around $50. It's a great baby shower gift for parents that are expecting because they don't need another onesie. Like they are going to want feeding gear when their baby turns six months and you're turning them on to like, quality products that are affordable, attainable, but like made with a lot of thoughtful design in them as well. Definitely. Do you have any advice for other parents who are interested in starting their own business based on a need from a problem that they see in parenting? Like what would you advise to them?
2: You know, I think there's a big difference between a hobby and a business.
0: And paper and baby was a hobby
2: for me for a long time. And it was a hobby that saved me emotionally from the depression that I was starting to get into by being a home mom. It can be hard. And when we decided that we were going to make this a business and we were really going to do something with it, I found that by putting both feet in, that was everything to me. Like having a side gig and just thinking about this little bits here and there, you don't have a competitive advantage on another mom who's trying to innovate, uh, whatever. And so I think finding something that you really can get on board with and be passionate about and think about full time I and mean, Last night, getting ready for a little promotion that we're doing on Instagram, I probably spent, I don't know, two and a half hours sleeping, about seven hours thinking about this fun event. I just think that really heavily committing to what you want is everything.
0: Can I ask how COVID has affected your business? Because I know you guys all used to go to different trade shows and baby events. And yet, I mean, here you are still in business, which is amazing. But how's that been?
2: What a miracle. So when COVID hit, we all of our eggs were in one basket. Metaphorically, I suppose we had a team in New York that was wonderful to work with, and New York got shut down for two and a half solid months. We had nothing going in, nothing coming out. They couldn't even step foot in the warehouse. I was running out of product, so out of pure desperation, we found. I'm mean, honestly, thankfully, some of the states didn't have as high of restrictions as New York. We found a factory that was able to work with us, and now we have two factories having that diversity or diversification, I suppose, being able to produce things in two places. I feel like COVID gave us a little bit of an insurance policy in that way. And then because the online shopping across the world just spiked right up, we were able to split, like kind of divide and conquer. And it's been really good for us.
0: It's kind of crazy. Like babies are still born and babies still have to learn how to eat. And like life does go on, even though all this crazy stuff is happening. And like, so glad you were able to stay going because... Like you said, it gets scary if your shelves are kind of
2: more sense now because to a lot of the customers are, they're home more now they get that it's about making the experience of you and your baby together, eating comfortable for mom, comfortable for baby, a little bit less mess, a little bit less time cleaning up and scrubbing and a little bit more time laughing and playing.
0: What would you say is the hardest thing about running paper and baby? Like what keeps you up at night for seven and a half hours when you're only sleeping for two and a half hours?
2: The fun stuff keeps me up at night. Okay. Very rarely do I lose sleep over the stress of and Baby because it really is something I'm passionate about. But I think the hardest part for me and us, my husband making decisions was turning down opportunities like PR, um, patience, restraint, not going full bore. Because when I started this, I was like, everyone's going to tell their best friend about their Bapron and it'll double in, in every week, <laughs> like thinking that I'll sell hand over fist by the end of the month. And then all of a sudden it it was a slow burn. And I think sticking with it, not getting discouraged, having the patience and the fortitude to just keep pushing and doing new things and trying new things and learning new techniques on Instagram and just not giving up.
0: So could you share a little bit about your collaboration with Eric Carl? Because I was really surprised when I saw that come out. So if you guys are Hungry Caterpillar fans, they have this like amazing line of Hungry Caterpillar products, the bibs, the vapor and bibs. The splash mats. How did that come about? Because was that your first licensing deal?
2: It is our first and likely one of our only ever. I mean, I don't see us doing a lot of licensing deals. It's just not something that I'm kind of like being able to be creatively free. But I have a sweet spot in my heart for Eric Carl. My son's first birthday party was Eric Carl themed, Hungry Caterpillar. We had all the different foods and all the different fun cap, like design work around. And I just really, really love that paper art. So we reached out knowing that we were very small, probably would never be able to catch their attention. And with the help of a few friends, giving me little nudges on like what the industry standard is, I was able to trick them into thinking I'm important enough to be a licensee. (laughs) It's been a great partnership. I feel like we're, we're keeping them happy. They are for sure keeping us happy. And I just think those patterns are adorable.
0: When we were doing this interview, my twins just came in and interrupted us when we were talking about Eric Carl and was asking him what their favorite bibs are. And Gussie, my son, loves yellow. And just like the yellow piping on the food parade one is my favorite bib of all time. I love it.
2: I do too. I think because I have so many fun foods, as a parent, you're trying to make mealtime fun and talking about cheese. On your baby, there's a little piece of cheese and, and making everything a matching game. I've seen a lot of parents sharing stories on Instagram about how these fun food, connections. We have quite a few different patterns that feature food are able, they're able to say, I want to wear my, know, my vegetable bib because I'm having vegetables, our taco party pattern. <laughs> I probably sell more taco parties on Tuesday night after taco night than any other time of the week. Someone just finally is like, I'm done. We're doing, you know,
0: whenever you get the wine glass one, I will be your biggest fan of the wine glass bib. If you're, you know, you, you make products for parents and for kids as well, but don't you make adult line?
2: You know, we have run a few adult lines. What I'm finding though, is that I'm not as passionate about it.
0: Dude, I don't like matching my kids. So I, I'm sorry I never bought one. Uh, Dawn was always wearing one and I was like, I can't do it. Like, uh, There are a lot of
2: people who tell me now that they can't get it. They wish they would have. I just really decided to stay in my niche. Adults are fun to dress, I guess, for some people. I just really love finding cute patterns for babies and infants and toddlers and cool, unique products for preschoolers that parents maybe haven't seen before. and Shoot, I have more than enough work on that
0: category. So I don't need to mess with adults anymore. <laughs> so Kelsey, tell us where we can go to learn more about your company, Bapron Baby.
2: So Vaprons are sold on Amazon. If you prefer Amazon shopping, it's just if you type in Vapron Baby, all one word, Vapron Baby, and um, you'll find our collection there. But we also have a standalone website, which is the bread and butter of this business. So it's VapronBaby.com. B is in bib, apron is in a kitchen apron, Vapron Baby. Um, or if it's easier, just Google the word bapern You'll find it.
0: <laughs> well, Kelsey, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
2: It was great to meet with you and to go over all of, this, all of the things that I love about what we do here.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Kelsey Larson from Bapern Baby. I don't know about you, but I just love talking to the people behind the products and the brands that I support and buy from in order to feed my family. So I just think Kelsey is so amazing. The Bapern Bibs are like essentials for starting solid foods. Don't forget to check out their splash mats too. They're huge for minimizing the mess and minimizing the waste. If you go to paperbaby.com my code katie10 works for 10% off all of the products on her site. She's also got some other unique things under like her mealtime favorites to check out. And I'll also link up some more of the resources that Kelsey talked about on the show notes page for this episode at blwpodcast.com forward slash 118. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.